welcome to a brand new episode of NFL Only Better, and uh, it's all about trades, really, in today's show. So we're going to have a little look at uh, some of the outrights, but I suppose, and I haven't even told the guys this, that we'll probably uh, do our mid-season review pretty quickly in the next couple of weeks, oh, guys. what do you oh. know? <laughs> <laughs> What's halfway through, exactly? I never remember. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess because you couldn't get any bites on, on a trade for John Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we didn't leave us anything to talk about. I'm too um, expensive, Mike. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you no, three best bets in week 18. Nobody, there aren't enough first round picks. Um, do, do you know what happened again, guys? Uh, you may remember. I think it was the Super Bowl that they won. That Patrick Mahomes's uh, kneel downs ended up being a bad beat, and it happened again. With Jacoby Brissett, did you know that that uh, he was? No, I, 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 I let me take a wild guess here. <laughs> you had the Colts this year. <laughs> oh, you mean the best bets thing? Uh, yeah, I no, had, no, no, I, no. I didn't have the Colts. No, no, no. I had the oh, New York okay, Jets. okay. I had the New York Jets, and it didn't win. Um, and uh, we've established before we came on, we established that you know the Patriots just got another one of those calls that they just seem to get. You know, only the only team in the league that get calls. I like don't that. think we established that. <laughs> I thought, I thought, what, said I, it. I no thought what I said was it, it actually was a roughing the passer call. It wasn't one of those uh, kind of say that. Yeah, borderline did. sort of things, you know. <laughs> um, sorry, just, just to be clear, uh, Jacoby Brissett's rush yard prop, he was 12.5 at, at kickoff, uh, which he went over, and then he had to kneel down uh, oh, no, really? to end the game, and it went <laughs> under, which is which is not the first time that's happened, but I do always like to mention it because it was um, – I would. I would. That's, that's the Brady special, really, isn't it? Yeah, I thought twelve, twelve point five on, on Rosette's rushing. I thought was a no brainer. You know, well, <laughs> you have to take those knees. You just have to find someone with no brain to take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll we'll talk trades, John. I'm going to come to you first. Um, uh-huh. I, I wanted to just to sort of say, like, in what in what league should a Mary Cooper trade to the Browns for a fifth round pick, and then the Bears? <laughs> Give up a second round for Chase Claypool. Well, <laughs> no, the like, National Football League is probably. It, when yeah. is that? <laughs> it's sad. It's sad when your podcast is dominated by a man crush. <laughs> uh, John, what's the most interesting trade so far? Um, what's the one that's got you? Um, um, what's the most interesting trade? I like Bradley Chubb to Miami. That's a that's a pretty interesting one. He's a he's a very good edge rusher. Um, that's that that should strengthen up the Dolphins as they kind of get down the stretch towards playoff contention, which I, they're very much in the middle of at the moment. The uh, Chase Claypool to Chicago is interesting. Like I don't necessarily expect Chicago to do very much with him at least this season, um, but that did lead me to think. Like Claypool is a good, he's a big bodied receiver, he's a good player. Uh, they seem to think in Chicago that they can really maximize his potential and, and make him the focal point of the offense there, which come which kind of made me think something about when you add like I'm not saying that Chase Claypool is one of the best receivers in the league but he's 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 above average in my in my opinion and he's like I said in the right system I think he can be very good and this is coming at a point where Justin Fields the Chicago Bears quarterback is really starting to show a bit of life in the last what is it about three weeks or so they didn't start the season very very well but he is now becoming that real dual set threat quarterback that you see from the likes of Jalen Hurts and, and various other people in the league so when you look at some of like particularly when Tyree Kill went down to Miami in the offseason, you know, ahead of ahead of this season, that really seems to have invigorated Tua. Uh, so I'm wondering if once you pair 
a Justin Fields with a solid receiver like Claypool, if that's going to bring him to the next level. Again, I'm not expecting Chicago to do very much this particular season, but bet him in this year, get him there for the next, and I think it's looking a lot better in Chicago. Elsewhere in the trades, I also think that TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings is a good move, particularly as the Vikings kind of make a push for the um, first position in yeah. the NFC. That could be a big one. And they lost Irv Smith, their, their starting tight end to injury. So they kind of just did that really, really quick. I think that was a good move. But uh, yeah, those three are the ones that have kind of stuck out to me so far. What do you got, Mike? Who yeah, like well, what's him? interesting with, with Chubb, they also traded for Jeff Wilson, who, like Raheem Mostert, played for Mike McDaniel in, in San Francisco, so he knows the offense. And this is really a, a, a push move. You know, it's like it's an over the top. We're we don't we're one or two guys away from, from the Super Bowl by the Dolphins. I think that's probably a little over optimistic, but you can see what they're looking to do. You know, Chubb and Phillips on the other side all of a sudden become their kind of Von Miller uh players, you know, Nick Bosa players to to dom to dominate with pass rush um and wilson is insurance against most of getting hurt you know it, it's not huge but it, but i mean that's their mentality and i agree about hawkins said they had to get another tight end and, and you know they that that he was available um to replace Irv smith was good i i was curious about the bills they they picked up naheem harris um, naheem hines from the um colts which was a good move for them. They included Zach Moss in the trade. So the Colts get another potentially big kind of Jonathan Taylor back um, to wear teams down. Although I thought Himes has been <laughs> maybe their best player for the past few weeks. They also traded for Dean Marlowe from Atlanta for a seventh round pick, which means nothing to anybody except if you remember Dean Marlowe, he was with McDermott in Carolina and then in Buffalo, he went out as a free agent last year and they need help in the secondary. Just and to be clear, everyone that knows the system is and Rufus is, 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 Rufus is extremely he unhappy. He doesn't agree with me. We haven't um, even mentioned the Jets and he's gone off. Yeah, the, <laughs> the other thing with Chicago, you can see also what they're doing defensively. I mean, Claypool's a big target. John had that right. And that means that an inaccurate passer like like um, Fields is going to be helped by that. He's one of those guys who throw the ball, a 50-50 ball in the area, and he's likely to come down with it more often than not. But, you know, they traded Roquan Smith before oh, yeah, the weekend one, to yeah. Baltimore. Um, they'd, they'd already got rid of Robert Quinn um, to Philadelphia. You can see that they're building Matt Eberflus's team. He doesn't need those guys. Um and they're going to be younger on defense and faster. And they're like John, I agree. They did a nice job of, of sort of playing to um, chase Claypool's strength. The, the other one that kind of went under the radar um, was um, the uh, Jacksonville trading for Calvin Ridley. <laughs> well, I don't think that went under the radar. So I yeah, would say. That's, that's a good he bet. Said he doesn't even want to go there. <laughs> yeah, he, he's going <laughs> to. I mean, I don't know why not. It, it's a great situation for him. Um, and, you know, I think he'll fit in uh, next year. The other, you know, um, what else? What else was interesting? Surely Vegas is where he should have gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Chiefs picking up Tony before the, the deadline. Um, yeah. Chris Harris signing with New Orleans. Uh, not a trade, but just uh, and and from San Francisco's point of view, they better hope Elijah Mitchell's fit to play after the bye week, uh, which is when he's kind of due back in the next few weeks because there isn't really much behind Christian McCaffrey, and you know McCaffrey and Mitchell are both have injury histories now. 
Yeah. Oh, well, just when, just on that final thing, it's almost kind of notable as well who didn't move. I was expecting all week for I think I even said on the last week's show I was expecting Kareem Hunt to be dealt. Uh, <laughs> where the word was that he was available for a fourth round pick, which you know his contract is up at the end of the season, so you'd have to deal with that, and you'd only really be getting him on you know they, they call it a rental. I suppose you'd only be getting him for the remainder of this season where you have to negotiate with him. Um, but at the same time, if he was available for a fourth. I'm surprised that something like, for example, with Jeff Wilson going for a fifth, would you not just kind of bump up one thing and get, like, you know, in my opinion, a, a far better player? You know, I think that's a that could be contentious. But as a as a Brown supporter myself, I'm perfectly happy to see him there. You know, remain. Yeah. Hines Hines went for Moss in a fifth, which is you know better than a fourth, basically, yeah. or, or or say it's a fourth. But but I, I just assume that Cleveland wouldn't really have much interest in Moss. Yeah, I presume I did hear that. Uh, this could just be, you know, internet talk or something, but the Dolphins were supposed to be interested. They were offering a pick plus, uh, what's Salvan Ahmed, their, their kind of spare running yeah. back. I'm not necessarily sure that the Browns were terribly interested in because they have better, they've got Dearness Johnson mm. and everyone else backing up. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I was also surprised that none of the Patriots guys who were being dangled went, but that probably tells you a lot about what the Patriots are for. And they, for. Did, they didn't end up on the Lions like all Patriots players do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? For me, the answer might touched on it because the question was, you know, which surprised you, which team has got better. But surely right now, looking at it, San Francisco's acquisition of Christian McCaffrey could be something that catapults them into a Super Bowl because as a passer, McCaffrey outscored Derek Carr this week. As a rusher, he outscored <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. And as a receiver, he outscored Justin Jefferson. So he's got everything. And not only that, it's not just the McCaffrey. You mentioned some players that San Francisco have to come back. If San Francisco get all of their players back for yeah. the playoffs, oh boy, they're 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to preempt what we're going to talk about in our midseason review. But the fact that, that San Francisco 49ers <laughs> are third in line in the betting for the NFC and are fourth in line for the Super Bowl at a double-digit price, considering who they have on their roster and how good-looking their quarterback is, which is crucial <laughs> in the National Football League. If, if, if Cleveland if Cleveland had actually signed Jimmy G and, and he and Amari Cooper were on the same team, Kieran's head would have burst. You know, what do you think? Like <laughs> would have been like a YouTube first. Kieran, your fantasy football team is named after Amari Cooper. That's actually a fact. <laughs> it's a Mary Pooper. It's a good thing for a team. They stink. Um, as we always say on this podcast, it's one of our mottos as well. It's amazing what we can accomplish when no one cares who gets the credit. That is a quote from Mr. Tyler Lockett. You can uh, take what from a, that what you will. What a game he had against the Giants. I mean, it was he he gave the Giants 14 points. <laughs> you know, he fumbled on the three-yard line. Giants got a touchdown. Then he dropped a touchdown pass uh, wide open. And then he came back and basically made a fantastic play <laughs> in the second and half, you know, uh, to, to help players. Seattle to, to the win. Um, and, are, you know, I, I, I like the Giants this week against the bye. I think, I think, I think the buy is getting three points, but I take the Giants. Mm. On that. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Another stat uh, or another quote from the weekend, of course, is Pete Carroll kind of just coming out slightly swinging about people who say that the game is passing him by and uh, etc., saying that they know nothing. And his Seattle team, I mean, they're they're looking okay, Mike. 
coaches are struggling a bit this year. You know, Robert Salah's, um, I've taken, you know, I've got the receipts and Pete Carroll now, you know, you can't, a lot of people are talking for about Pete Carroll's coach of coach of the year. Now at the, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm still, it's kind of like break, uh, in my mind, it's, um, day ball, Ray ball and Carol <laughs> would be like the one, the one, two, three, um, in, in that thing. And, but, um, Pete, Pete's got the advantage of Seattle kind of being a more spectacular team. You know, they, they're going to attract attention when they do win. Um, and we should get to this week's games cause they've got a good one this week. It's an interesting okay, one. Well, let's do that. Uh, top of the, uh, against spread trends, Atlanta, still America's team, six and two joined by America's team, Dallas at six and two. <laughs> Who are the more America's team? It's a very big country. You can have two teams, uh, six and two. Uh, both of those against the spread. Uh, teams to stay away from. Well, it's really it's Tampa Bay, it's Jacksonville, and it's the Rams. They're the ones to really stay away from at the moment. To be honest, the Rams have been one of those teams you need to stay away from for a few weeks now. Um, uh, they're two and five. Lots of teams on uh, three. I won't go into them all, but uh, it's notable to see teams like uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, the and the Green Bay Packers, uh, and the Saints on that list. Uh, to the games, uh, where do you want to start, guys? Let's go Thursday night football very quickly because yeah. a lot of people will be tuning in uh, on kind of Wednesday, Thursday morning. It's the Philadelphia Eagles at the Houston Texans, one to seven about the Eagles, five to one about Houston Texans. It's 13.5 is the spread, nearly two thirties, 44.5 is the over under. Has anyone, anyone hold out any hope about the Houston Texans considering? Everything they've done this season, including on Sunday when they stunk the place out, basically, um, against the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> and that was that over-under, by the way, in the Tennessee Titans games was 38.5. It's the first game you'll ever look at and you go, probably not going to even be 20 points in that. Yeah. And I think there was only... It was 17-10. Yeah, 17-10, yeah, so 27. Cleared it by 11. Easy, easy stuff. Uh, Mike? Any chance? Well, Philadelphia is going to put more points on the board. Um, obviously, when you're playing Tennessee, you have to stop the run, and they couldn't stop the run. They could and not that, in the second and half. And that's all Tennessee did. Yeah. But Philadelphia can run the ball, too. I mean, what was impressive about them against Pittsburgh, who were probably a better defensive team than Houston, um, certainly a little more creative, um, was the was the the, the kind of – um, gimmicks they ran or or variations they ran in their offense. It, it was really fascinating to watch. They used an awful lot of unbalanced line formations. Uh, uh, Hertz was Hertz was uh, taking second read, you know, deliberate second reads, fake one way, go the other way. A lot. It was really well organized. So I I, I would have thought the you know. A few weeks ago, the Houston and thirteen might be a viable bet at home. Right now, I would not go. I wouldn't go near that. I, I'd almost bet Philadelphia to cover the cover the thirteen. And again, this is one of those things when you have a low over under and a high spread. You know, it, it just makes you wonder what you're what you're thinking. You know, um, if if you think that the over under is going to be under forty three, that means that Philadelphia is going to have to, you know, hold Houston to ten, say. Um, in order in order to cover. But I think they can hold Houston to 10. So go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it, John Balf. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, you know, if you just look at the statistics uh, on this particular game, or even if you look where there are positions at the moment, you've got the, the number one team in the NFL, at least as things stand, the unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles against the Texans, who I believe, by my maths at least anyway, are the current, you know, first pick in the draft if, if the season was to end right now. So they are, in theory, the worst team in the league at the moment. So 
I think the spread take that ref- Detroit Lions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the uh, the spread reflects that. Mike, you were saying thirteen. It was thirteen and a half last night. Is it? Is it going to? Is it 13, 13 13 It's up to thirteen and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's I wouldn't be surprised if it closed at fourteen. Or- yeah. Yeah. That's and like we sort of caution this every week on the show, but it's like you know, unless you're oh, this is the Thursday game, I suppose. So I mean, that's perfectly fair. But for the for the Sunday games, don't make your calls until Sunday morning until you get a real lay of the land of what's going on there. But this doesn't apply to that, I suppose. I would actually have. I I don't see Houston covering the spread here. I think the Eagles were my my best bet last week. I thought they'd kind of steamroll the Steelers, and they did. And I think they can absolutely do the same thing here, and they can win by twenty odd points if they if they really put their minds to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So easy, easy stuff on Thursday night. Eagles should cover. Um, we'll go to the. It's a kind of a weird week, to be honest. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games kicking off at six o'clock. One at nine o five. One at nine twenty five. Yeah. And then we've got a a Sunday night football at half one in the morning. And the Monday only two night two games at nine pm. There yeah. is only two games. There's only yeah. two two in the late right. window. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of which, one of which is Fox's America's Game of the Week. <laughs> since, the Falcons against who? <laughs> since everything, yeah, like Cowboys, obviously. After <laughs> two weeks in a row where there was only one game between two teams with winning records, this week we have two games between teams with winning records, mm-hmm. which still is not very much when you think shows about a lot it. about what the, where the league is exactly, the and and eight, and also eight. It's thirteen games. Eight of there's eight home dogs in thirteen games. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, let's start off with uh, the Carolina Panthers at Cincinnati Bengals. It's 27 to 10 about the Carolina Panthers. The Cincinnati Bengals are 2 to 7. Uh, 7.5 is the spread and 42.5 is the over under. Uh, John, was it you that wanted this? I believe it was Mike, Mr. Oh, Carson. Oh, Mike, Mr. Yeah. Carson. What has attracted yeah, well, you to the Bengals? Carolina's a tough team to figure. Um, and that that's putting it mildly and, and they make it even tougher. They made Atlanta look like a great offensive team, which, you know, like two weeks after everybody said, okay, they fire that Phil snow left with, with Matt rule. And now Steve Wilkes is running the defense. They're better. They, they gave Atlanta um, 37 points in overtime, but, but the way that game went to overtime, PJ Walker throws an amazing, great, um, great pass uh, to DJ Moore, PJ to DJ. They score the touchdown and Moore takes his helmet off in celebrating. And the 15 yard penalty makes it a 48 yard extra point, which, which Eddie, Eddie Pinheiro being Eddie Pinheiro misses. Then in the overtime, um, Henderson, um, CJ Henderson, it's all CJ's, DJ's, PJ's, DJ's. you know, um, intercepts, brings the ball down to the 20. You know, and then Eddie Pinheiro misses a 33-yard field goal that would have won it in overtime. Mm, so, quite you know, I, I just thought I, I, I one of the three games I got wrong straight up last week was Cincinnati against Cleveland, and I kicked myself for making the pick, you know, as soon as I thought about it the next day. Um, I thought, you know, and I John Cleveland played really well. They did everything they needed to do to win that win that <laughs> game properly. Well done, so John. I don't have a <laughs> lot of faith in Cincinnati, but they're at home. But and it's also the Carolina purpose. was getting seven yesterday. What yeah. are they getting now? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. I'd take Carolina with seven and a half. Um and and you know, and just hope that Eddie Pinheiro <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> have was, to, doesn't have to make the spread for me. <laughs> if I was to say to you that if you compare Joe Burrow to Josh Allen since 2021, 
the supposed best quarterback in the league, by the way, Josh Allen. Well, with Patrick Mahomes. If I was to tell you that on most stats that Joe Burrow is ahead of him, would you be surprised by that? He's definitely ahead of him on the sacked stats. That's well, he's yeah. ahead of him on the yards. He's ahead of him on completion rates. Uh, he has, well, Burrow has 49 touchdowns, whereas Allen has 53. They both have the same amount oh, this of is interceptions. Career. No, this is since 2021. Since, oh, okay. um, so their uh, yards per game, uh, Burrow is 291. Allen is 277. Yeah. He has more yards, so yeah. it, it, it's it's Th- those things. Are, orange those things are they're they're not really they're they're um they're not really accurate in terms of of what happens. In I mean, because when you look at it, Burrow's chasing a lot of leads, so he's throwing more. Uh, if Chase isn't there, he's not throwing deep very much. He's throwing he's throwing shorter passes. John said he's sacked all the time. His line is his line is crumbles like. I don't know blue cheese. Um, you know that it, it's not a it's not a good situation for him, and and they've left him out. He, you know he, he was injured his rookie year because his line was mm. was not protecting him, and you know they're wasting a pretty valuable resource there. The, and I think the loss of Chase is a, is a huge thing. And you know I made that pick for Cincinnati before I realized that Chase was gone in my stupidity, but um, without him. You know, they lose that the ability to make big plays, which hides, which hides the shortcomings in their offense overall. You know, they've got Joe Mixon, they can't run the ball because uh, the line is so bad. Um, okay, let's move on uh, to the battle of two of my top five favorite animals: the Miami Dolphins and the Chicago <laughs> Bears. Nine to twenty about the Dolphins. The Bears are seven to four. Five points is the spread. Forty-five point five is the over/under. John Balf, you definitely said you want to talk about this. I know this because A, there's animals involved, and B, you're going to bring up the weather, are you, in Chicago or something like oh, that? Oh, I can if you want. I wasn't going to. Let's talk oh, about the weather. <laughs> it's like the minute November hits. It's like a reminder to everyone, it gets cold in the winter. <laughs> it does, Great though. insight, John. I'm wrong. Write that down, Anna, next week. Soldier Field is very windy. Everybody should It is. That. Yeah. It's the Windy City, and it's on the lake. So, <laughs> oh my God. Here, you, you, open, you open the door. I'm happy to walk yeah. through it. <laughs> Weather only better. <laughs> um, looking at this game, so, yeah, the Miami Dolphins at the Chicago Bears. Miami, I like this team. I like watching them. Uh, they're a fun team. I also like Tua. Uh, that's, he's really, you know, I think he's a very talented quarterback, and he's, he's had, in my opinion, kind of a rough go of it injury-wise. I'm not speaking necessarily about the concussion that cost him a couple of games. That was the right call. You know, he clearly looked uh, very, very affected by that hit he took, what, I guess about three or four weeks ago now. Yeah, ter- terrible back injury, that. Yeah, exactly. That's It looked like he had a very back. sore back. Um, but, you know, he came into the league. He was, he was the consensus number one pick uh, ahead of his draft, but then that was sort of ruined, in a sense, by a very, very bad hip injury he got in his last season in college, which you know, that it put him down to the fifth pick in the draft, which I suppose that speaks to the talent or at least the potential talent that the that, that the NFL saw in him and particularly the Miami Dolphins. I think this is one of those games where you're going to see it. Like the, I spoke a little bit already about how Justin Fields looks like he's been improving in the last three weeks or so. And I think that's definitely, definitely true. But this Miami Dolphins team are in my, it seems to me that they're sort of like, they're the team that the Bears are aspiring to be in about a year and a half, do you know? So uh, this won't be necessarily a happy <laughs> game for Chicago, I think, even though they're at home. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I would have been very, very down on the Bears at the start of the season from, you know, most 
gambling or betting metrics but now i think they can really sort of play their part in uh, in an over under type situation and the over under in this one is at least as of yesterday as of tuesday evening was 43.5 which i think is an incredibly achievable goal Ooh, given it's 45.5 now just by know. two since yeah that's like that's yeah uh, that's you and i were thinking the same way and i guess a lot of other people were too exactly yeah so that's that 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 was the one that stuck out to me the 43 and a half yesterday evening when i was kind of reviewing some notes for this show that you know the Dolphins have been, you know, they've been certainly putting a lot of points on the board. Tyree Kill is just, you know, well, they're, they're the pair of receivers they have, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. That's as good as you're going to get in the league. And uh, like I said, Tua is showing an increased ability to be able to get them the ball in, in, in tough situations or in big situations in the game. So the Dolphins have always been good candidates for the over, but I think people are underestimating, or the market is underestimating the Bears' potential to add to the over-under in this one. So the over-under of now 45 and a half, I still think is... Um, incredibly appealing so that's what i'd be going with in this yeah, miami's game. actually been a high scoring game only once or twice this season that's that's the strange part you know, two weeks ago they won 16 to 10 against that's, uh, yeah that's, you know that's, uh, it's um the weather by the way though. i wonder if that makes a big difference you know yeah could be um and and robert quinn's gone from chicago so that that's a, a plus for them it's very hot in miami too you know it might slow teams down john well that, that it does i mean the home field advantage in miami is probably you know, second only to um, Denver, Denver, depending on depending on how the what time of the year you play them. Um, the weather forecast right now for Chicago oh, on Sunday is sixty four degrees and sunny. Music to my ears, I love it, Mike. <laughs> well, that's Fahrenheit. So, so you're going to need to so, explain you know, that to me. Rain on Saturday and sun on Sunday. Sixty four so, Fahrenheit and Celsius. Uh, it's about sixteen. Um, okay. It's uh, pretty hot rough, for an Irish person. Rough guess. Sixteen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the beach <laughs> that's, that is the beach weather that is <laughs> um but anyway yeah i kind of i kind of agree with john um at 45 five i'm i don't know i might even be tempted to go under in this one. Um, oh, really then yeah. you don't kind of agree with john i'm like you don't No, but i i mean i did at 43 now i'm now i'm mm. starting to have, have second thoughts i this is what happens i talk myself out of out of stuff uh so by friday i'll you know who knows uh, well, look, uh, keep an eye on that one. Um, What's four and a half? Is four and a half still the spread? Five. Five? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so people are also looking looking the same way. I think Miami can probably cover five. Just one one final note on this on this particular game. I swear to Christ, if it's about the weather. The weather is... <laughs> the, uh, the Dolphins, I think that's an interesting little thing. We're, we're just discussing their potential to score points. They're, throughout the entire NFL, they're third in yards per play, and that's behind only the Bills and the Chiefs. So, you know, things have to go their way, of course, but this yeah. is a team that can yeah. really, really put points on the board. Yeah, and, you know, they've got... They're looking at a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way, rest of the way through. Um so you know this playoff push kind of thing with with Chubb is, and Wilson is is not it's not a bad time for them to do it. You know it, it is a possibility where where they stand now is five and three. You know they could quite easily be ten and four or so. You know going into the last couple of weeks of the season. Well, um, the next game we're going to catch up on just before we move to the late games is uh, Bills of Jets two to thirteen about the Buffalo Bills nine to two the New York Jets twelve point five is spread forty seven point five again John this is one that caught your eye um, yeah it is um, uh, Buffalo's games nowadays seem to be an exercise in figuring out how much they'll win by and <laughs> judging by how the I kind of like I'm not as uh, the Jets are an interesting team they're certainly not as bad 
by my view, as they've been in the last you know couple of seasons. But at the same time, like Zach Wilson is sort of looking, he's in that sort of Davis Mills category of being like, who's the, I'm going to be diplomatic, who's the least good quarterback in the league? <laughs> so I think um, Zach Taylor you know, Heineke. Yeah, well, he's, he's 2-0 now. Don't so mention Taylor Heineke. That's yeah. true, yeah. He, he does He does t- tend to make make plays un- yeah. unexpectedly. You know? So with this game, like obviously the Bills are just a, an offensive powerhouse, uh, and I don't think anybody can disagree with that. They've got arguably the best quarterback in the league. If he's not the best, he's the second best quarterback in the league. And, you know, there's not many receivers as well who are as effective as Stefan Diggs. And even, you know, he didn't really blow up last weekend, but having Gabe Davis as a number two, that's, you know, that's always going to stretch the field. Like that's always has the potential to uh, to latch on to some of, one of uh, Josh Allen's deep throws. So I think the market is sort of recognizing the potential for points in this one or the potential for a big Bills win, I should say. It was a 12 and a half point handicap as, as of Tuesday. Um, and that's interesting to see, you know, you have the home Jets team as the significant underdog. And it's a home Jets team who are five and three, you know, they're not, that, that speaks to how they're, they've, you know, improved a little bit uh, of, the, of this season compared to previous ones. Division rivalry games, as we often know, can throw up a couple of strange results here and there. Like, I'm not going to labor the point too much, but who, no, I don't think anybody expected the Browns to beat the Bengals by 20 plus points or whatever it was on, uh, earlier this week. Um, this would have been a decent candidate, in my opinion, for the, over um but i just don't like the injury to Brees hull has really sort of neutered their offense at least in the short term so i think um I, i'd be going bills on the handicap on this one it's a big handicap and they're away from home but i you know, you know a division game it's it's a team they know well i think they can pull it off easily i think the jets will probably stop them running the ball pretty well um this is one of the reasons i like the addition of Hines because they'll use him as a a slot receiver as well mm-hmm. as well as a runner and, and and they'll open up some things. And I think their defense can probably make Zach Wilson's life miserable. Um, you know, I, I don't see the Jets generating much in this game. I might even go under the 47-5. Um is it still 47-5? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um in in this one. And I think Buffalo probably covers the Jets' best hope is to kind of make the game ugly and, and low scoring. But you know, I just think they're too good. They're too good for that um offensively. You know, if everything else fails, then Allen's going to run for some yards. And and that's that's something they'll they'll have trouble stopping. Just wondering as, as you guys both of you are kind of hinting at something there. I, I wonder it's not up at the moment uh, because we're obviously recording on a Wednesday, but you know, come Sunday, they'll have a first half line there, and it's a possibility that it could be a low-scoring first half. Well, that's you know, a good because that's a good shout. Yeah. They're going to try and run. You know, once you stop the run, it can make games long or shorter. You know, and then they go in maybe. You know, so if the if the spread is forty-seven point five, the halftime spread is going to be around twenty-four. Maybe it goes in like a ten-seven yeah. game. You know, something like yeah. that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'd go under twenty-four in the first half. Under um, 23. Absolutely. Uh, okay, big finish, guys. A couple of games to touch on before we call it quits. The LA Rams take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what I assume will be kind of the game on TV because there's only two. Um, and obviously, that, that's the bigger sort of name so it's game. A big game. It's a big game last year. It's not necessarily a big game this year. Well, John, opinion. you know, don't, don't, don't be a poopy head. Yeah, but um, it's, a, it's a fascinating one. You know, partly, partly because you've got two teams in a tailspin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, you, yeah. you've You've got last year's Super Bowl winning quarterback and the previous year's Super Bowl winning quarterback combined age of uh, what? 66. 73, um, you know, and and the Rams are getting three points. But, you know, honestly, 
Tampa's defense has looked so slow. I was I was thinking to myself, the first thing I saw was thought, you know, was well, the Rams aren't going to be able to keep up with Tampa, but the, the, their defenses look so slow this year that I think they may be able to generate some points. And Tampa has not been able to come back. You know, Brady's not been able to gen his his raw numbers, like you were saying before, um, with uh, Burrow. Brady's raw numbers are, are you know up at the top of the league. I think he's thrown for more yards than anyone anyone in the league. But they can't run the ball. You know, he 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 zeroes in on one guy each week or two guys each week, and and that's stoppable. So I find this one, you know, the only thing I like in this is, is the over-under was 42-5, and I think they can go – these two teams can go over that because I think the defenses are not playing really great. I know I know what you say there about Brady, and it's probably correct, but but on the flip side of that, when Matt Stafford looks up, he's basically looking for Cooper Cup every single time. And I'm, yeah. so, like, they both have that issue, and I think that's where why we're seeing them both be – both are uh, on losing records. Both are losing records against spread. They're one of the worst teams to back uh, with spreads. Uh, six to five about the LA Rams. Tampa Bay Buccaneers four to six. John, would you be back in Tampa at home? Odds on. Um, I probably would. Yeah, the home advantage would would knock them over. But like I said, these two teams are they're unreliable. They're they're difficult to pick. And I think, as Mike noted, the. Uh, the biggest factor in this game if one of both have been very poor running the ball so far this year if one of the if either one can establish a decent running game if they can get somebody to you know 70 to 80 yards you know that would be a big improvement i think you know i think the most of ram running back has put forwards so far this season is like 50 odd that they just haven't got it going on the ground whatsoever and then you'll you just have it like stafford as you mentioned his neither of them neither stafford nor brady have been playing particularly well Mike talked about the raw metrics but it's just I guess Brady's stats are still kind of shiny but the eye test you can just look it's just not the same at the moment anyway whether it's a form thing or whether it's just the inevitable ravage of age it's difficult to say at this point with particularly with Tom Brady you could you could you know you could sign the death knell for other quarterbacks of that age but Tom Brady kind of escapes that somehow um I you know like I said this was a marquee game last year this year it's just another one of the slate but I think over 42 and a half, I think, is probably the, the way to go if you're looking at the from the betting standpoint. Okay, um, we'll move on to Titans and Chiefs as our last game, uh, our second last game, actually, because um, we've got two more to go. But I, just while we're speaking, obviously, we've got the two, you know, last Super Bowl winners, right? And they're playing very poorly at the moment and have bad records. But if you were, someone's going to win this game, obviously, and it might give them a bit of momentum. Um, and they might make the, I mean, Tampa can make the playoffs pretty easily based on the division that they're in they can mm-hmm. you know they can they'll still, i think they'll still win the division they can sleepwalk in you know yeah. rams maybe not so much but if which one of these teams can actually has the bullets in the gun that could actually make a run if they got their act together who yeah, has but, tampa. tampa does because I, I i don't you know there's too many holes for the Rams, their offensive line is worse than Tampa's. Their running situation is now worse than Tampa's. Um, you know, if, if they don't have a second receiver to go with Cup, they're they're worse than Tampa's Tampa situation. And defensively, they're a bit better. Um, that's that's their one that's their one um, saving grace. But but their defense is really dependent on Aaron Donald. You know, making a lot of making a lot of plays, um, and uh, maybe Jalen Ramsey taking out the other team's best receiver. But that's the you know, so yeah, I think if Tampa can put their act together, um, they could still make a run. Although Atlanta, Atlanta is going to probably you know, I think Atlanta will win this week 
um, against the Chargers. So that's going to keep the pressure on on the Bucks. Yeah, well, I might be able to find out. While you guys talk about this game, I look into the divisional uh, prices for that uh, for that one. Hey, so let's chat very quickly on Titans at Chiefs. Nine to two about Tennessee Titans. Kansas City Chiefs are two to thirteen. Uh, Twelve to. F- 12.5. I don't know what I was going to say there. 12 to, 12 to 5. Uh, 12 and a half is the spread. 46.5 is the over under. Yeah, the, the Titans have played the Chiefs well in the past few years, you know, and Mike Rabel. Now, I brought that up when the Raiders played the Chiefs well a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and you told me that the past has nothing to do with this. Well, no, no I think you can't. You, only you know, yeah, so. you, you can't get too carried away. But, but I mean, Rabel understands the Chiefs because he was there. There, um, for a while, and um, their idea of beating the Chiefs is to control the ball and keep it out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. And they're a team that's designed to be able to do that with with Derrick Henry um, and, and the running game. That being said, <laughs> however, <laughs> I think they're up they're they're up against a pretty. It's going to be a pretty tough time for them. I am a little bit tempted by the twelve five. Because I think if their strategy works about two thirds of the way, they might be able to slow the game down and stay within, you know, close to around two scores of the, of the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs have are not quite the dyna- dynamo that they were um, with Tyreek Hill, but they're finding their they're finding their feet, and that's the scary part. Okay, uh, just to circle back, NFC South Division winner Tampa Bay Buccaneers are four to six. To win that division, Atlanta Falcons twelve to five, seven to two about the New Orleans Saints, and uh, your Carolina Panthers are thirty to one. Team, yeah, <laughs> uh, John, very quickly, Titans Chiefs. Can you see Titans sticking with them at all? No, not really. Um, I think the biggest factor for me in this particular game is the Chiefs are coming off a bye week and you know well rested, ready to go. I think the um, twelve and a half points scares me a little bit. I would. The way I'm looking at this particular game is I just go Chiefs on the money line as part of an accumulator just to pat it up. I think that's probably the what I'll do. Oh, hang on. Is Malik Willis starting a quarterback again? Do not know. If Malik Willis is starting again, forget everything I said. <laughs> um, does, does anyone ever think that the fact that this is also um, a Sunday night football game, i.e. if the Titans and the Chiefs were playing at you know, noon on a Saturday and or sorry, on a Sunday in a slate of eight games, that there's a possibility that this might be a little bit closer. But the fact that it's uh, in the evening, cold, yeah, back to weather, uh, on television, people want to be, you know, star players, that the Chiefs will just be all out. Does anyone ever think that, that I've, I've heard that, you know, said it years ago that, you know, certain players only played when sky cameras rolled in for football. <laughs> um, anyone put any weight in that at all? Yeah. No. No, no really. Right. I'll just go and F myself. <laughs> uh, final game, Baltimore Ravens take on the New Orleans Saints Monday Night Football. Four to six about the Ravens, six to five about the New Orleans Saints. Two and a half points is spread, 48.5. Gotta say, guys, I, 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 this one kind of intrigued me in that I'm interested to see that it's only four to six about the Ravens, and I'm kind of surprised to see them only fancied by two and a half points. Anyone else? Well, based on what New Orleans did last week, shutting out Vegas at home, yeah, I think very odd. I, I think that's I think that's kind of determine determining what um, what what the line is like here. Um, and I think the Ravens' defense has started. You know, last week looked a lot better. I think Roquan Smith was probably a good addition uh, for them, and and their defensive 
backs are getting better. I mean, I, I would take Baltimore even giving New Orleans the two point the two point five. Um, and I'm not sure that I'm not sure the Saints will be able to generate enough offense against them. Uh, and I think Baltimore will get to Andy Dalton, and you know, and and Taysom Hill's single wing plays won't make that much of a difference. But you know, you have to give the Saints some respect for the way they they kind of struggle and fight to to sort of stay relevant. You know, John, you're you're actually kind of a mini Saints fan at that time. You you speak about them a lot. Too. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You do mention them a lot. I, I do probably. Yeah, I, I probably do. Um, I think yeah, for other you know. For all the reals, they're still. I think they're actually a pretty decent offensive team. Maybe that's recency bias with how they kind of took Vegas apart last weekend. But um, with the way when I think about this particular game, like I know I'd also know a decent amount about the or I follow the Ravens closely just for as a AFC North type situation. But um, they've been the Ravens have been pretty good for the under a lot this year, at least by my perception of things. Um, but I think this might be a game. I just have a sneaky feeling this might be an over. This might be a points game. It's like I said, it's 48 and a half. I just have, it's not one of my super confident bets for the week, but you know, I just have a sneaking suspicion this one will hit the over 48 and a half. It's just one of those, just sticks out to me for some reason. But again, I'm not super confident in that. And, okay. you know, keep an eye on that one as we head towards Sunday. All right. Well, look, I'll give you a couple of minutes or seconds to be truly honest uh, to compose yourselves and get ready for best bets. Uh, let's try and do better than last week, everybody, mm-hmm. except John. John, did yours win? Yours won, I, I won, Karen. I'm, I'm the hot hand four, four, four in a row. Then. It's four in a row for you, yeah. is it? I, I believe so. I believe you're, gonna, you're probably telling me I'm wrong in the, mid- mid- the mid-season preview, but... I may give an update in the mid-season preview of how we're all doing here. Yeah. <laughs> what was my bestie? Oh, my yeah. I thought Miami and Detroit would go over. Yeah, my one last week was Eagles. That's the one. Yeah, is the Eagles. Yeah. Um, this week I'm looking. Whoa, 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 whoa! I said, give you a couple oh, sorry. Of seconds while I tell everybody oh. a reminder yeah. that there is lots of specials up on the Betfair Sportsbook. Um, over the course of the weekend, you got super boost. You'll have a bet ten get ten offer. Uh, lots of different ones. Uh, to get involved in, and there could be more as well from what I'm hearing. And, uh, very much. Coming into the national hunt season, racing only better every single Thursday on uh, all podcast providers. Subscribing to this channel, you will get it. And of course, we are on YouTube with all those shows. And in case you didn't know, there's a World Cup starting in about three weeks and football only better. Uh, will be going not daily, but almost daily. There are a couple of days that they will will not record shows, but they'll be covering every single game. So do subscribe to the channel. Uh, Kevin Hatcher, Mark O'Hare, excellent football coverage as well. And if you're a fan of cricket, I should mention Cricket Only Better as well, which comes out on a Tuesday here, but it is going two shows a week at the moment due to the World Cup. I can tell you that they have 20 to 1 winners, 12 to 1 winners, 15 to 1 winners in the last week. And they had a little tip for this morning's game, or one of the games that uh, a certain sexy NFL host got involved in and was a winner. So thanks, guys. Who was uh, that? Check all that out. <laughs> This, this, this is uh, Colin Cowherd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big cricket fan. Big, yeah, loves it. Uh, made up a player for the Bears last night. I don't know if anyone saw that online. He basically, you did? No, he did. He, oh. he was on the show. He was talking about some Armstrong running back at Chicago who doesn't exist. And he's just saying his name. <laughs> Very hard to tackle players that don't exist, though. Yeah. You know, they can do whatever they want. Um, so let's go. Um, John Buff. Yeah, I'm looking. Better the week. Uh, Best bet. Give it, give it to it me. It was one of the games I talked up in, in, in depth earlier. So I won't go into it too much, but it's the Bills visiting the Jets. Um, I just think the Bills can 
dismantle them. 12.5 handicap seems very, very doable, even against a team at home who are five and three. So I'm back in the Bills to put a bunch of points on the New York Jets. Mike Carson. This is such a tough week because there's some, there's a lot of a lot of games I like. I kind of like the Cousins Bowl, Kirk Cousins going back to Washington. To me, um, I like Atlanta uh, getting three points at home against the Chargers. I like Seattle getting two points at uh, Arizona, um, and I like Baltimore. Um, and so picking picking between those um, is is always going to be a problem. Well, mine is in that, so let's see what you pick. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to take Atlanta plus three at home against okay. the Chargers. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle. Uh, yeah. I think Seattle, they're playing very well. We, we discussed them. Uh, a little bit at the top of the show, obviously, but, you know, uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Geno Smith's playing well. They got a running game of Penny. It's all clicking at the moment in Seattle. And, um, but yeah, I do like a little bit. I, I, I'm going to go against you, Mike, by the way. I think the Chargers will beat the Falcons and I think they'll cover, but sure, look, hey, we'll see. They're coming mm. off a bye and they've got like one of the best running backs and Herbert's doing pretty well. So look, we'll see. Can't stop the run, best. though. You got to keep scoring if you can't stop it. <laughs> and um uh mike williams is is out keenan allen's back but mike williams is out yeah as far as i know back. Yeah. if you could if you've got to choose one yeah oh by the way last week i went under on the detroit um um miami game which is why i, I was wrong it did go over 50 and a half and did we finally, did we all enjoy the, the final game at Wembley? And it, it did turn out to be quite good. Yeah. And there was a, quite a shift in the betting there. The Broncos actually went off favourites in the end, guys. Yeah. Which, what were they? They started off getting three, wasn't it? Yeah, they were underdogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they ended up being 1.5 um, favourites. So a strange one. Yeah, um, it just it. made the under because the under was 39.5 in, early in the week, which was about as low as it was probably going to go. So you might as well take it then. And, and it was a 38-point game. So God bless the unders. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is our show. A reminder, of course, uh, to please do gamble responsibly this weekend and every single weekend. Uh, we'll be back next week. I think we're going to do our mid-season review next week, if everyone's happy enough with that, to call it the mid-area of the season. Uh, we'll also, as we are in November, of course, we will be doing a Thanksgiving show. We will concentrate on all the Thanksgiving games, and then we'll be doing a show the day after um, with uh, previewing all the Sunday action. So uh, that's something to look forward to. Two shows in a week coming up in a few weeks' time. Oh, oh boy. Oh, wow. And I'll be reporting from the States for those two shows so oh is someone are you going home for thanksgiving mike ah yes the turkey beckons <laughs> ah yes uh that's it thanks uh, for tuning in a reminder of course of all of those shows uh weighed in on mondays uh cricket only better uh, twice a week our show on a wednesday and then thursdays you get football only better and racing only better looking ahead to all the weekend's action we've had absolutely everything covered as we as the evenings grow darker and the world cup and the nfl season and the national hunt season all combine in this beautiful period we call winter wasn't that beautiful john it's like a you're like a poet here you're like a town crier is what i am uh <laughs> thanks for joining us we'll be back next week uh for more nfl only better thanks for listening bye for now will you be bringing us your cfl picks <laughs>